2: batty thursday and the host of the locked on kings podcast reporter over at abc 10 uh our guy uh matt george talk kings basketball uh not the most fun game to talk about last night matthew uh they got pretty roughed up by the toronto
3: raptors yeah who cares the season's over it's done oh no so, so like, just, for that, oh no they've broken just, matty mcqueen they have broke it. Bro- it he's broken matt george <laughs> On to baseball season. They've broken Matt. Yeah, for well, that's those, not very good. That's, for the
4: what's, what's about that. Matter of fact, Matt, I don't think you can enjoy sports at all right now.
2: Thank you, Kenny. That makes me feel better. <laughs> for those who can't see Matt right now, he looks ridiculous. His hair looks terrible. <laughs> he looks like he was uh, eating Doritos. Rain
4: has just been just, on him. It just, the whole
2: time. It's rained on him only. He's drinking <laughs> McQueen and the Violet Fog straight out of the bottle. Uh, he's drinking a bag of chips. He just he's 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 a disaster the, the the Toronto Raptors beat the life out of you last night
3: hey some fans feel the pain of our teams okay mm. some of us are connected on a spiritual level when there's no beam there's no happiness
2: the, well that that, that is true that that is true, is true. That is, true. No. All, all all kidding aside what do you what do you attribute <laughs> to last night's game to? is that just a a, a, a good team with a better game plan um because they the Kings were just handcuffed all night
3: yeah I think the Raptors came in one with a clear game plan defensively and and I think the Kings just looked kind of shell-shocked like by the the physicality the aggressiveness and, and the word that I used was disruptive like the Toronto Raptors were extremely disruptive last night with not allowing DeMontis a bonus to get any kind of uh, comfortable look at his f- normal offensive flow from the high or low post they Did a good job not allowing De'Aaron Fox to get to his spots as much as, as DR wanted to. Now, I think I needed a little bit more offensively looking to score from both Fox and Sabonis last night. And then they were just jumping passing lanes and there were so many deflections in that game. And then the Kings just kind of played right into those hand, uh, their hands by the ball was stopped and four guys were watching one guy get swarmed by two or three defenders. I thought it was like a masterclass of how to defensively stop the Kings. Um, and I think it's a, I mean, Mike Brown before the game talked about needing to face adversity good teams need to face adversity to become great adversity not just in the playoffs but adversity in the regular season and I think this is the adversity the Kings needed to face in the sense that if if like this kind of physical defense and not allowing you to get to your spots without having to fight for it that's, that's like the M.O. of playoff basketball. That's what teams are going to bring every single night in the playoffs. That's where defense and that kind of intensity really picks up. So Sacramento wants to have a hope and prayer of playing their game in the playoffs. They need to learn uh, from a a performance like this and from battling a, a tested defense uh, like this from Toronto. Plus, matchup-wise, Toronto just has so much length and athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's a tough matchup for the Kings. So mm-hmm. I thought it was like, first and foremost, all credit needs to go to Toronto. They came into yeah. the Golden 1 Center, and they they— Stole the Kings lunch money,
4: yeah, for sure. We were having a very serious discussion about the uh, Sacramento Kings, and I'm gonna get back to that in a second. While I ask this question, Damien, check Sacramento Kings Twitter feed and make sure we didn't get Steph Curry. I don't think we did. That's impressive if we didn't. I don't know, but uh, for all those who don't know, there's a a video with Kevin Herter and getting trying to get him in a three point contest. I don't think we got Steph Curry, I think that's real. But who oh no, I, I could I, I I could be getting fooled with that. But back to the Kings last night. One thing you did say, Matt, about this is playoff basketball and you got to get used to that and all this other stuff. I completely understand that. But I would say they just played Memphis two days ago. And they put up one thirty three on a Memphis always comes with it. And I know Steven Adams was there. That's a big component. Jot ja Morant wasn't there, but Jot ja Morant ain't the muscle. <laughs> John ja Morant's not somebody like, oh man, you're not facing the real Grizzlies defense because Jaw's not there. No, they went up there against one of the, the, the most physical teams in the league. They were able to do what they were do. I think last night was just a, a master class by Toronto. They played a perfect game on the defensive end. No, there's just no way. You think it's a step There's card? no way this is real. I, that's, I think it's a he, Steph Curry, too. I, th-
2: th- th- no, there's no
4: way. That's I think one, it's a Steph two, Curry.
2: three, four. That's five in a row, including a three-quarters-of-the-court j- uh, jump shot. I
4: think it's a Steph Curry. That's all I'm saying. But if
2: it's not, that's crazy. It's a great video to get Kevin Herter into the three-point contest. This isn't real. Sorry to interrupt. This, is no, this isn't real. <laughs> that's is what the internet does. It does stuff like this I, to that's fool why, you. That's why
4: I checked with you. I had to put another set of eyes on it. I was like, I think this is Steph Curry, but let me see. If our boss tweets,
2: "Oh my God, this is so impressive," you'll know that it's not real. <laughs> Shout out to our girl Stacey who fell for the Steph Curry video hook, line, and sinker.
4: <laughs> but uh, the, the whole point, though, Matt, is um, these things happen. Man, it was a buzz saw last night. I don't look at this as any ringing endorsements or indictments on the Sacramento Kings this year. It was just, it was a one-off.
3: No, I, I agree completely. I think, um, like, to me, I don't think the Sacramento Kings are going to get held to 95 points again this season. Like, that's that's an ama- a, a tremendous outlier. Like, the Kings not scoring 30 points or more in a single quarter is an outlier for this team. Um, like, this is just the second time this season they've been held to under 100 points. And the, the first time was the Knicks held them to 99. So they just missed it. So like this Kings team, we know how good they are offensively bad nights happen. And it was a compound of, uh, of, actually like, honestly, shooting wise, it wasn't a horrible shooting night for the Sacramento Kings. It's just the fact they took 24 less freaking shots than mm. the Toronto Raptors. And when the Raptors were playing their defense, like I said, it was just too much ball watching. There was too much ball watching in three areas last night, offensively three or four guys were standing around watching one or two flounder and turn the ball over defensively. Mm. Two or three guys were not helping on the weak side defense, which led to Precious Achua basically getting layups the all night without even having to try off the bench. And then rebounding-wise, far too many guys were just watching as one king would try and out-rebound two or three Raptors, and that's why there were 11 offensive rebounds and 18 second chance points for Toronto. Like, it's a lot of compounded mistakes on top of each other. That's why I, I feel like this night is a, a learning experiment uh, experience for the Sacramento Kings in the sense that, okay, You've now seen how teams can stop you. You best believe 28 other teams have seen how to stop you. And it's already known that the Kings struggle with physicality. What the Raptors did was exactly what you need to do to take the Kings out of their element. But the Kings played right into that. The Kings need to find out how they can continue to play their game, get to their spots, and run their offense, and either negate or take advantage of the physicality of opponents. They're not there yet, and they need to try and get there to some extent uh, before playoff basketball begins
2: you what's your concern level for Delmas's turnovers in the last two games i believe he has a thousand
3: uh yeah close i'm i'm less concerned about the turnovers i'm more concerned about the hands like even on times when he was not turning the ball over he was having a really hard time holding on to the basketball there were a couple times where the ball was knocked out of his hands and they went off toronto raptors players so it wasn't a turnover the kings retained possession i counted like three or four of those last night, in addition to the nine times he turned the ball over. Now, I also think the Raptors were, were hacking a little bit and the referees were letting him play, which honestly I was okay with. Like, we can't point to the referees and blame the referees for what happened last night. I think the Raptors took seven free throws. So it's like, let's, let's, let's not even focus on that or talk about that. Physicality happens, and the Raptors came in and, and would not allow DeMontis Sabonis to even look for a passing lane or catch a ball cleanly. So again, credit to Toronto. But these last couple of games, Sabonis's... Had a hard time hanging on to the basketball, and I wonder is that a is that just something like is he thinking too quickly or trying to move too quickly without securing the ball? Is it his thumb? I know he cut, I think a finger or cut his hand on on his not uh, the non-injured hand. I guess he has some kind of cut or laceration. Uh, so is is it a proponent of that? Like I just I want to see Demontis Sabonis re-secure the ball first and foremost, and then. If he starts throwing bad passes and errant passes all the time, okay, then we can start to be concerned because DeMontis Sabonis is one of the best passes passers in the league, period. And if that skill drops off, so does the Sacramento Kings offense, as we've seen. So that's that's my biggest level of concern. I mean, I think an eight turnover and a nine turnover game is a complete outlier. I'm not that's not who Sabonis is, and I'm confident in that.
4: And, and one of the things I, I think um I'd like to see DeMontis do a little bit more is Look for your shot. They're playing you yes. to pass right now. Um, there's, you're going to have to be a little bit more aggressive on the on the offensive end to open those passing lanes back up, or just punish them. You know, punish them with with baskets at the rim and and, and do that. But right now, because his instinct is always the right basketball move and making passes, you know, they're they're the defense is playing on that. They're they're preying on that right now. So I think he should look to be a little more uh, selfish on the offensive end to to give more um better opportunities uh to make those passes that he loves to make so
3: much I, I agree 100 that's that's exactly what I was saying on the podcast is on especially on a game like this where the entire team is struggling outside of Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray who were only scoring just because they were hitting shots on the perimeter and they had some space on the perimeter which thank goodness Kevin Herter bounced back I'm still amazed that the Kings had a 12 three-pointer first quarter and Kevin Herter was not a part of it yeah like that just I never would have guessed that yeah um But, I mean, the two of them played well, but when your team is struggling and your bench is giving you literally nothing, and I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point, Fox and Sabonis need to say, okay, get on my back. We got to get us back going a little bit. And I thought Fox tried to do it to some extent. I mean, he still finished with 16 points, did have a um, double-double, did a good job distributing the basketball. So I don't think Fox necessarily did anything wrong. Did turn the ball over four times, but whatever. Um, But Fox and Sabonis combined for two fewer made field goals than they had combined turnovers. Like, that can't happen. 13 turnovers to 11 made field goals. That can't happen. And in addition to that, I don't think Sabonis got to the foul line. Like, if they're going to be as physical as they were with you, you are strong. They call you the Ox not just because it's a a, a clever nickname. Like, DeMontis Sabonis is strong, and he makes up for sometimes his lack of size with his strength. Put a shoulder into Pascal Siakam. You can bowl through Pascal. They don't have – there was no one on that Raptors roster that Sabonis can't at least move so go at them and try and score around the rim and if nothing else get to the foul line like try and score there if you're having troubles and if you're trying to combat the physicality of the raptors get them into foul trouble a little bit and i didn't see sabonis i know he's a pass first player he's always trying to get his get his teammates involved and that's led to the sacramento kings being a really good team offense but when the team offense is not playing well and the team or in your opponent opponent defense is hyper-focusing in on you, sometimes you need to break that yourself. And I didn't see that aggressiveness out of DeMontis Sabonis and, and for a decent portion of the game out of De'Aaron last night.
2: Something I don't even think I realized
3: uh, until
2: now, 20 combined free throws last night.
3: Wow. It was the fastest game of the the, the season by far. It was done at like 9.15. It was a, a really Balling fast special. Game. Oh, yeah. They, they, they,
2: they did that for me, baby. They did that for me. <laughs> Uh, but to to, to, to to elaborate on that a little bit further, you mentioned Domas not at the foul line. Neither was Keegan. Uh, neither was Kevin Herter. Neither was Davion Mitchell. Uh, De'Aaron took one free throw.
3: They you didn't know, They didn't want to go anywhere near the paint, man. And I don't blame them. Well, like, yeah. The, the physicality of the Raptors, they were like, but the Raptors were also picking them up as soon as they got within two feet of the three-point line. Hmm. Like the Raptors were dialed in on, you are not going to be comfortable, period, around the basket and the Kings...
0: Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: There's one other footnote to last night's game I don't think we've mentioned once today. De'Aaron's really got to chill with these technical fouls yeah. he's at 10 like they i mean they 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 accumulated quickly yeah he's tied
3: tied to season high 10 uh, well,
2: congratulations uh, he, yeah. He's setting season highs all over the place but like <laughs> he got to be done with
4: him at this point
2: hey, hey man you got a kid on the way you lose money <laughs> <laughs> you got college to pay for pal knock it off <laughs> relax a little bit yeah. you want to talk about this second unit
3: yeah i mean um i i had it all written down but it was like Chemezi Metu had like four points in 17 minutes and and uh, Malik Monk played 20 minutes, had like seven points. Trey Lyles had six points, I think, in like 22 or 23 minutes. Like after the, the Memphis Grizzlies game where the bench played really well, Trey Lyles had like 24 in that game, Malik Monk had 13. I asked Mike Brown, like, how does this bench become consistent? Like, where does the consistency come from? And he says, it it, it starts with the defense. Like, I believe this team can play good defensively every single night. And if the defense is there, then the offense will come. Well, last night, there was so little offense from your second unit that your defense had to be perfect for you to bring any kind of net positive to the game. And of course, the Kings defense is never perfect. Mm -hmm. So you put so much pressure on your starters. And look, I, I mean, I'd say the vast majority of games, the Kings are getting minimum four starters and double figures. A lot of time, all five starters are scoring double figures. So they're capable of doing that, but the Kings shouldn't be reliant upon that. And the bench shouldn't be reliant upon that. The second unit was abysmal and they need to figure out how to work their way through this funk. And they need to figure out how to get back to being that spark off the bench from earlier on in the season. A lot of it had to do with Malik monk, but I also put it on Lyles and Metu. if you're, if you, the starters get off to a rough start, it's your job to try and get them back into the game. If your starters build you a lead, your job is to either build upon it or sustain it. Like, that is what you do as a second unit. And then Malik, I mean, there's I think there's even more on top of that. Like, Malik is such the energizer bunny and the lifeblood of that game. And another thing the Raptors did really well last night, they completely took the crowd out of that game. That was a sellout in the Golden 1 Center. It sounded like 10,000 people were there. And that's not the fault of the fans. The Kings gave them nothing to cheer about. They were down like what 16 or something like that, or maybe 20 points heading into the fourth quarter. And Scott Fresh somehow still got that building to get loud and fired up before the fourth quarter started. Yeah. And then credit to the Raptors, too. Keegan hit a big three in the fourth. The Kings got to within 12, and the Raptors snuffed that out within two possessions. So. I mean, all all credit goes back to the Raptors, but the bench was horrible on both ends of the floor, and they need to figure this out quickly, because as good as the Kings starters are, that bench is a difference maker, and when I point to the seven-game win streak the Kings had earlier on in the season, over the course of that entire stretch, the bench was one of the top-performing benches in the league. Mm -hmm. Since then, they've completely dropped off, with the exception Mm -hmm. of a good individual performance by Lyles, or Monk, or Mezzi here and there.
2: I think the game shifted when Scotty Barnes was at the foul line. He missed the first one, and the crowd—oh, they could taste those cookies. Mm. And then he made—he <laughs> made the second one, and
4: just sucked the air out of the place. Yeah, you
2: can't get—can't get any cookies. The flight the no home beam, home. no cookies. Why do you think I look like this? The, well, uh, I, I can't. I got to be honest. I, I, I thought I, your hair is really distracting. <laughs> it's really distracting.
3: I'm going for the Kyle Kuzma of haircuts.
2: Uh, they, hey, be different, baby. Be different.
4: <laughs> next week, uh Maddie coming with the tattoo laden chest and the open open sweat. Don't
3: give this man ideas. Like Ooh, you know, Matt. That like don't the rainbow ski mask. I'm in. I really wish you, you don't did. like my hair, you're not gonna see my hair next
2: you week. Have very, <laughs> you have to be very you have care- to be very careful what you say to Matt, because he'll do it.
3: The best part of last night's game. Was the conversations around well that too? The conversations around the uh, the the media dinner table before um before the game started. If if anybody gets a hold of Damian Barling's phone, check the uh, the <laughs> the search history on Damian Barling's phone. You'll find the Shrek series. You'll find all sorts of great stuff. Oh,
2: Someone mentioned there was a Shrek like three. I was like, there's no Shrek three. What are you yeah, talking? Shrek about? Three. There's a Shrek
4: four. How about to say, I thought they had a couple. And Eddie's them. in all of them.
2: I was like, I I had I had absolutely. <laughs> No idea, and then of course James came, and then the conversation got like dark, and and then like learning about Matt's like higher education was really uncomfortable. I actually started a group text when I got home just to ensure everybody that I wasn't stricken down on the way home. It's like, guys, I, I made it. If I if I can make it, we're we're all good. It was it was a, it was a wild conversation. I told you this when I got in, Matt, and you tell me like it. The the vibe in the arena was it felt even you know warm-ups and'm I'm, I'm talking about warm-ups with you know DC and Colt Shane and like everybody out there it felt it felt like there was a certain level of fatigue know uh,
3: what it felt like it you're 100 percent right it felt like and I clocked this right away it felt like the Kings were on the final game of a long road trip That's what it felt like it felt like the Kings were ready to get home and and get some sleep in their own beds and and just like wrap up that road trip. They're ready to
2: get the hell out of here. (laughs) This is It's a a new NBA thing. You know, it's tough to win that last game in the
4: homestand. Don't don't they say that? Isn't that one of them, too? I think they really do say like Yeah, the last game of homestand.
2: It's tough. They're ready to. They still got a pack and all this other stuff. They've been home too long. They got to get the hell out of here.
3: Brendan Nunes said during halftime, he looked at all of us at one point and nobody said anything. He just looks at all of us and goes, I think we all need this road trip. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, are you tired of seeing us? Yeah, like, we've seen tough. each other so damn much over the last month. But right. now we're not going to see each other till February freaking 10th. Like it's like no Kings basketball in the Golden One Center for a long time. But yeah. I'm
2: glad to know you felt that vibe in the arena too. Cause it Big did. Time. It felt and I think you talk about the conversations at the media table. I think that I think it was just the punchiness of everybody. Like you could sense it on the court. But before the game and then like, you know, just being around the guys who are there every day, the, the you know, the Jason's and the Sean Cunningham's and it was just
4: goofiness well, or or it's like, um, you know, maybe it's like Sundays, right? Where it's like, I know I'm off today, but in the back of my mind, yeah, I got go to I gotta work. work, I got school tomorrow. They're like, I know it's a home game, but. We're about to be gone forever. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. New, Everybody was sad. Everybody and, was a little distracted.
2: And De'Aaron's on. Is is not De'Aaron like on Baby Watch? Yeah, I
4: don't know if they're that close. Like Mark
2: I, indicated probably, that it was really close, but I thought it was closer to the All Star break.
4: I, 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 I didn't star. even know they were that close. I uh, I thought they were. I thought she was like four or five months.
2: Oh no! Like I think uh, All Star break is wow. Like, and that's I had always remembered the All Star break being a thing, Uh, but but Mark indicated the other day that it like that it was really really close, and I was like, well, I don't know how babies work, so I maybe it is really close. (laughs) Ryan waits till the last minute, and 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 you know maybe 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 De'Aaron's baby's fast. She's like, hey, I'm like Dad, I'm ready to get out of here and get going.
4: Yeah, I, I it's a lot farther along than I thought.
2: No, yeah, she's definitely she's definitely far
4: along. Hey, Matt, I want to ask you a question. Are the Kings good?
3: Is that a trick question? Absolutely, they're good. Are you kidding me? There was
4: was some question after last night with a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. Can
2: you – I think people preface it with something, and I think that's what –
4: yeah, the Kings are good, but – yeah, but, well – it's I all, mean, look at, uh, if I you mean, look at the rest of the Western conference. I mean, Devin Booker's
2: her, yeah. like, it's prefaced with something. So it's a, a a simple question. Are they good?
3: Yes. And I think, and I think it is, and it's fair for this fan base. Who's been so wounded for 16 seasons. I think a lot of fans are still hanging on to that one piece of, oh, it's not real going to come crashing down like and i i I feel that like i I understand that completely but yes the sacramento kings are a good basketball team the sacramento kings are going to be a playoff team this year last night does not change that the sacramento kings are going to be a top six seed this year i feel very confident in saying that Mm. and at the very very worst they're going to be a play-in team and at that point that would be a disappointment and look this road trip for the kings it's their longest road trip of the year it's A very gettable road trip, but anytime you go on the road, you want to have minimum five hundred. Of course, this is a seven game trip, so four and three is to me the bare minimum. Five and two should be the goal. If it's six and one or seven and zero, then we're throwing a party. But if the Kings come out of this road trip and they're still in third place in the Western Conference, like to me, that solidifies. Okay, this team is this team like not only is securing home court advantage in the opening round a best case scenario possibility there's a good chance it could become a probability. Now, after the after the all-star break, teams are going to start to pick it up and we're really going to see the battle for, for seeding and things like that. And I think it's going to get tough for the Kings taking on more experienced teams who have been there before. But if the Kings can find a way to come out of this long road trip and still be in the same position, that is even more uh, of a clear indication that this team is legit like this isn't just a feel-good story anymore this is not this is what the kings are they are good they're a good basketball team they're a good playoff team they're a top six seed in my opinion minimum in in the western conference this year and a a 25 point outlier game is not going to change that and to be honest with you it's better to learn the lessons that the kings need to learn from last night's game in the middle of the season instead of getting into the opening round and having game one against the Golden State Warriors or Phoenix Suns and to have them come into Sacramento and do what the Toronto Raptors did. Can you imagine if last night was game one and they sucked the air out of that building as quickly as the Raptors did? Like that's a wake-up call that the Kings, I don't think are going to allow now that they've experienced well, something like playoffs.
2: So, it's all right if it's game one because you just bring the pain in game number two and that crowd gets louder the second <laughs> right, time around.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: At least that's what you hope.
4: That's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. If, if that were to go down. Here's another question I got for you, Matt the Kings need to make a move.
3: No, they don't. They don't need to make a move. I think they're going to pursue either a backup wing or a backup big. And I know a lot of people are talking about miles Plumley, and I get it. Like, uh, Fan bases become attached to play. Like in reality, we're talking about a player who's going to come in and backs a bonus up for twelve to fifteen minutes a night. I think it's Mason. Like, sorry, Mason Plumley. Thank What's you. Plumlee there's days? probably uh, a
2: Miles Plumley. There um, there's, yeah. there's probably a Mark Plumley. A maddie Plumley. There's three Plumleys. Huh? There's Plumleys everywhere.
3: At least there's one. no maddie Plumley though. No, no maddie Plumley. That's that's trademarked. Um, Mason, <laughs> Miles, Mark Plumley. Thank you. He he uh like he's. A good, he's fine. Like, he's a fine player. So if, if the Kings want to go out and get that, especially if they're not going to pay too much for it or, or give up too much for it, like, okay, if you, it, it's an upgrade to the 12 to 15 minutes a night that Sabonis isn't playing. That would be fine. But that's like, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about moves that are just like, okay, hopefully, hope they work. Like, that's what Monty McNair should be looking for. I don't think there's a big splash coming. And if the Sacramento Kings stay put, that's not a bad thing. Like, this team is where are where they're at right now. Of course, they can make improvements but i expect the sacramento kings team to continue to improve and get better in the build up to the playoffs and not limp into the playoffs like that's the expectation for this team. So will i think monty's going to stay true to what he's always said which is keeping flexible, always going to listen and look for opportunities to improve the team. But he's clearly shown in the past that he's not going to make any kind of knee jerk reaction moves, especially now that he's gotten his contract. Like he can sit and wait for either the right move or bring this squad into the remainder of the season with confidence, knowing they've gotten us this far. We're already overachieving to others standards or others expectations. Uh, and we can continue to try and ride that high.
2: Yeah. yeah it's a, it, you, you mentioned, you know, not limping uh, into a, the, the, the playoffs. And I, I think that's a lot of people's concern. And I know that's what Jill Adge was talking about earlier is providing the depth just to yeah. get there. Whether the depth matters when you get into a playoff series is another conversation because it it, it probably won't. And, it, and if it does, not to the same degree it would just to get you through the next 30 games because seeing how, one, Domas gets beat up on a night-to-night basis. Mm. Seeing how he got beat up by a team last night who just targeted him and said, you know, they've got two All-Stars. We're taking this guy out of the equation. Mm. And they roughed him up more than I think any team has Uh, this entire year, Uh, at least from our perspective, it looks like they they, they roughed him up more than anyone else this this year. Uh, He's taken more punches and elbows to the face in other games, but they they defended him really well. I think it's just having, as Joe used, insurance. Like, who? Most specifically, unfortunately, it's an upgrade over Chemezi and Rashawn.
3: Absolutely it is. Absolutely.
2: That sucks, because we like both of those guys, and they've had their moments where they've played really well. But... I think that's been the biggest issue is they've been moments. Mm -hmm. You've needed a season where these guys play really well and it hasn't existed.
3: Also, I'm under the expectation too that, that when the Kings make the playoffs and play in the opening round, that Fox and Sabonis are going to damn near play 40 minutes a night. Like (laughs) that's the expectation for this team. That's what they're going to do. And like, you don't care about a long playoff run at that point. Like you would, it would be great to put one together, but opening round, Y'all are playing 40 minutes a night because that gives us the best chance to win, even if Mason Miles, uh, Mark Plumley is here. So no matter who it is, like those guys are going to play bulk minutes and there's going to be a, a lot on the shoulders of Harrison, too, and a lot on the shoulders of Kevin. And hopefully Malik Monk figures it out and gets back to early season Monk because the Kings desperately need that, too. So you always look for a minor upgrade here or there, but there's nothing that I believe now, of course, massive trades could come out of nowhere, but. In my opinion, and based off of my understanding of Monty and where the Kings are at this season, there's no big splash move that is worth the risk or necessary for the Kings this year. They don't need that to hold where they're at. I don't think they need it. I think they're good enough to maintain, and then we'll talk about this Mm offseason, depending upon what happens with Harrison, and we'll talk about upgrades at that point once we have the playoff context.
4: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think what happens with this team standing-wise if they stay in the top six, which I, like you, Matt, believe they will, um, where they're at in the top six, if they fall out, all of that, in my opinion, is 100% on this group that's already here. Like, it's not going to be somebody coming in and, oh, now they're legit or now they can stay in the top six or whatever. It's this group. And if you can add to that and, you know, it doesn't cost too much or whatever, it doesn't take too much away, absolutely. y'all. Like you said, you're always looking to improve. But I, I think what's more important is this group that's there right now playing better because I think that's – they're capable of it. And Well, they're not playing bad right now. They had a bad game. But I'm saying they're capable of playing the way they have been playing as of late continuously throughout the rest of the season.
3: Well, and here's a flip side way of looking at it too that that makes me – uh, feel a little bit better after bad games is like, Mike Brown has talked a lot about another uh, uh, plenty of us have talked a lot about this Kings team doesn't have the experience yet. They don't know how to win on that level yet. They've never been to the playoffs yet, but on the flip side, can you imagine De'Aaron Fox on a playoff stage? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine this version of DeMontis Sabonis on a playoff stage? Like, When John Morant, and I know the the comparisons, but bear with me here. When John Morant got his opportunity in the play, and that's where John Morant became John Morant, he exploded when he got that stage. De'Aaron Fox is going to do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. De'Aaron has shown in the biggest moments of games on the biggest stage with the biggest spotlight on him that he can be that guy, and he's done it consistently this season in the fourth quarter. What is he going to do in four quarters of a playoff game, in four games of a playoff series? Like, I think, like, I get they don't have the experience yet. But I think the experience that they're finally going to get unlocks that next level, especially for De'Aaron. So they might not have been there before, but once they get there, they're going to show that they belong. And that's another element that we're not going to see during the regular season. Maybe we'll see it at the very end if they're fighting for a final third or fourth seed spot.
2: You want about this road trip coming up?
3: Um. I'm antsy because I have high expectations, but I think the expectations are, are valid. Now you you start with two games against the Timberwolves. That team has been an absolute disaster this year, but I think could be a matchup, a, a tough matchup for the Kings. You got Rudy Gobert, physical. I mean, I, I love Ant. Like I think that's that's a team that can beat you. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't beat you twice, but that is a team that can beat you. Yep. I think the Indiana Pacers, the Kings wiped the floor with the Pacers in Sacramento. I don't think the Pacers are going to let that happen on their own home floor. Like, I think the Pacers are going to come back with vengeance. Plus, there's going to be the emotional charge of Sabonis' return to Indiana, which nobody has talked about, period,
2: by I the way. I don't think there's going to be an emotional charge for Sabonis Poor playing Poor guy in not Indiana. even going to get a video. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think they'll—oh, did Domas play here? Right, I it. think they'll completely forget. The question really will be, Matt, is if Tyrese is back. Next week, mm. he'll
3: be back, mm. and I hope he is. Like I, I hope Tyrese I, I, is back. I don't I think, think it was be... an
2: accident. He said, "Oh, I'm, I'm aiming to be back <laughs> at the beginning of February." I, I, I don't think that was
3: an accident. Mm. Yeah, no, he wants a little taste of revenge too with what happened in Sacramento, and I don't blame him. So, like, there are games on this trip where it's like I could see the Kings dropping a game here or there, but. If the Kings are the team that I believe them to be, if they're a third seed in the Western Conference, plus I still believe, if I'm not mistaken, they have the best road record in the Western Conference right now. I don't know if that's sustainable, but I'm bringing that context with me. Like, this is a winnable road trip. Two games in Houston, you should handle your business. A game against San Antonio, you should handle your business. Like, uh, I I get that it's very possible on these road games for circumstances to – happen where you drop a, a winnable game and things like that. And we've seen the Kings have dropped winnable games and they're building a handful of times so far this season. But I don't feel guilty or my expectations feel justified based off of how this team is playing. So it is fair for them to live up to those expectations with this road trip.
2: Still the best road record in the Western Conference. That's things nice. have changed a little bit with uh, Memphis losing four straight as the only two teams... Above 500 on the road in the Western Conference wild. are the yep. Sacramento Kings, who are 11 and 9, uh, and the Denver Nuggets, who are 12 and 11. It's an entirely different story in the Eastern Conference, where you have the 17 and 9 Boston Celtics, 13 and 9 Philadelphia 76ers, 16 and 11 Brooklyn Nets, and still the head scratcher, the 14 and 10 <laughs> New York Knicks. Who are twelve and thirteen I say, I at home? One
4: hundred at home. That's it's crazy. They need to do the a mecca. job at the Mecca. They need to. Do it. And the New York Knicks fans—they're not going to accept that. They got to do better at the Mecca. Well, why are you uh, gassing up? Never that's my. Those my but people. I, I got a love for them. Those are my people. Hey, hey, I will say this. If you ask me right now, was that real or fake? I'm I'm definitely going to answer you fake. But I got questions, because I just watched it again. The ball rolls back perfectly like it would on a real shot.
2: Kevin, Two times. Kevin Herter may have hit all of those shots. He just, not it just a might row? not have hit him in a row. But the idea is to make you believe it's real.
4: Mm, I don't know, man. That is
2: a brilliant job by, by, by my people over at the Sacramento Kings digital team. Best, best team in the league right
4: there. Uh, it, it absolutely is. I'm watching it a third time. I don't know. I mean, they're so great. I don't know. I would never see, like, a little glitch or something like that. No. this, 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 this thing is is, The bottom line is put happened.
2: Kevin Herter in the in the three-point yeah. shootout. Put Kevin Herter in the three-point shootout. Hell, Matt, we said this earlier. Put Kevin Herter against Harrison Barnes against Keegan
4: Murray. <laughs> Keegan continues to look good. Keegan, man. Was looking good last Keegan, night.
2: I mean, I know Keegan's, Keegan. I mean, the Kings are going to be well-represented mm. uh, in Utah. We'll find out shortly if Devonta Sabonis is an all-star. Uh, we'll also find out all-star, which starter. starter. Excuse me. Well, yeah, yeah we'll still yeah. find out all stars. Well. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll yeah. No, you're, you're right. We'll only find out if he's an all star starter uh, tonight. The reserves won't be won't be named tonight. We'll also find out which media writers have their head up their ass.
3: <laughs> boy,
2: because <laughs> taking a peek at Twitter, boy, a lot of them do. A whole lot of them do. Real quick, Maddie, uh, who you got Sunday? Saddy. I'm sorry, Sad- Saddy McQueen. Saddy. Yeah. Who who do you got Sunday?
3: Oh, I got Niners. I'm I'm running with uh I'm running with Niners all the way through. I think the Niners are winning the Super Bowl. And I'm also wow. uh selfishly attaching myself to that ship because if the Niners go to the Super Bowl, I go to the Super Bowl. So hey. let's hey. uh let's uh let's handle business in Philly there, Niner Gang. That's
2: good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Niners versus
3: Eagles. No. Oh, I'm sorry, in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh uh are the Raiders still in? No, no. damn it. Forget it, man. Um
2: uh, forget it. He looked at me and said Eagles. Like
3: I thought, you, I thought you were genuinely no, asking. No, I was like, I, are you okay? I, no, like, it's
2: fine. It's fine. You, work, you run a sports show, Damien. No, you should Thanks. know these things. We're, Matt, okay. If <laughs> so you so missed... NF- nope. So the NFC nope.
3: Championship, if, you play... If you missed wins-
2: any
0: part okay. of today's show... And- <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.